The impossible is just the beginning, for in the vast expanse of space lies endless possibilities waiting to be unlocked by the daring and ambitious. The Interplanetary Podcast. The exploration of space for the benefit of all humankind. Your hosts here in Guildford, Matthew and George Russell. Oh yeah, baby, chat GPT three. No, it's just chat GPT. Oh, they got rid of the three. No, oh, it's three point five. Oh, nice. Apparently, four's coming out soon. It's gonna change everything. <laughs> anyway, hi everyone. Uh, yes, uh, a little bit of an apology to start with. We've been a little bit slack, haven't we? Pretty slack. Well, Pretty you, slack. You well, I've been very slack. So um, it's mainly because uh, Lynn's very, very busy. I'm very, very busy. So what I'm going to do is we're going to have a little bit of a change, a bit of a change up in format in 2023. So 2022 was a little bit quiet. Before we start, I'm just going to um, thank, as ever, Justin Roberts and Drew Wright as our mega patrons. Their support and generosity have been instrumental in helping us continue to share the latest and most exciting developments in space exploration with the world what legends <laughs> what legends so we can't thank them enough for everything that they've done so thank you justin and drew your unwavering support and for being a part of our journey to the stars so this is uh, this is going to be a monthly thing isn't it george i've i've, I've dragged you in to do uh, what i'm going to call the our monthly blast off briefing <laughs> what do you think nice <laughs> Uh, so, yes, it's going to be everything about the sort of world of rocket launching in 2023. And uh, so this is the first of them. It's Blastoff Briefing. Can we abbreviate that to Bob? To Bob. Yeah, it's Bob. This is Bob. Not Bob Hodges. Not the glorious Bob Hodges, but Bob. Blastoff Briefing. So this is the first Bob of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, although we did do space news before. It's very similar it's so similar almost vibes. Ident- it's, almost, it's almost identical. Yeah, right? it's just a rebrand, basically. <laughs> it's a rebrand. There's going to be some uh, big rockets this year. So there's going to be the H3, which is we'll a little bit. Yeah, SpaceX's Starship, perhaps. ULA's Vulcan. So, uh, yes, we're going to keep an eye on the big ones and eye on the small ones. Uh, I have to say, considering how slack I was in 2022, 2022 was a ridiculously massive year for rocketry and, and there was a lot going on. Keeps getting bigger, other than the peak in 69. Yeah, there was a bit of a peak in 69. <laughs> 68, 69, 70. That kind of area. Yeah, that yeah. kind of area. So it's Cold War kind of thing. So, yeah, so we uh, coming up, actually. Uh, so this is, I guess, the most remarkable story of last year, the year before, and everything else is, the, of course, the Falcon 9 and Elon Musk's absolute dominance. He basically is the launch industry. So he once bragged about having 100 launches a year. And being that there's five or six more Falcon 9 launches in the next month, that that actually extrapolates as not being too far off 100 launches a year. He wasn't really making it up. Has there ever been a, a one single agency for space flight that have done 100 launches in a year? No, no, don't think so. Not of, not of a single rocket type anyway. I mean, that's absolutely amazing. That is very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, There's a couple of Japanese rockets going in this month, and that's the H2 and 
a brand new rocket, the H3. Creatively named. Creatively named, yes. <laughs> uh, there should be a Virgin Orbit, but we'll talk about that in a little bit later on. But we're also going to talk in depth about South Korea's Nuri launch. What do nice. you know about the Nuri launch? Nothing. Or what do you know about Korea? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, I speak. I can. I can. I've been studying Korean. South. Yeah, Korean. So it's cool. Not just South Korean, but just Korean in just, general. Just general. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Mainly the Seoul dialect. But yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you can help me out and sort of say a few words in Korean yeah. later Nuri. on. Yeah. Um, yes, there's going to be an uncrewed launch of Soyuz MS-23, which replaces that MS-22 that got damaged by a micrometeoroid. Nice. Uh, there's going to be an Indian launch, perhaps. And I don't think we're going to see a Starship launch in the next month, but I, I guess we'll see loads and loads of activity carrying on down there. So let's... Um, shall we talk about Launcher 1? <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. So, Get out um, of the way. Well, yeah, I mean, it, this all started way back on episode 103 for us. Uh, I went down to Spaceport Cornwall and talked to um, Miles Carden. And so we've been anticipating this for... Uh, 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 anticipating the launch for, for quite a long time. Uh, so we were rooting for our friends down in Cornwall. This would have been the first launch from Western Europe. I have to say, this all this first thing... Is is Julio's nightmare? Julio hates the <laughs> hates it when it's the first, and then you have to qualify it by something ridiculous. Oh like yeah, a, Western Europe. Everything's the first. If you think about it, everything is the first. If you are get really specific and granular, yeah. it's the first launch ever to fly west out of at three sixty five on a Monday. On a Monday, so it's raining. Monday launch from Western Europe. <laughs> so yes, it's uh, it could have been a bit of um, kudos for the UK, and of course. Virgin, although it is a US company, it has Dickie Pickles, Sir Richard Branson, uh, <laughs> at, the, at the top there. And, of course, he's a famous Brit, and it was named after a Rolling Stones song and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, a little bit we should talk about um, uh, the actual Virgin Orbit air launch system. What do you know about the air launch system, George? Uh, it's a modified Boeing 747-400 aircraft that takes um, a named Cosmic Girl. Yeah, it was, it's always been named Cosmic Girl. So if you went on a transatlantic flight a few years ago, you might have actually have travelled on Cosmic Girl. Ah, so that's just the name of it. So it's been modified after the fact that it's yeah. been used as a commercial aircraft. Yeah, it's been used as a commercial aircraft. It kind of makes the whole system a little bit cheaper if you've got the kind of use out of a 747, because 747s are insanely expensive. But they, they don't make them anymore as well. Their last one yeah, got made. Finish, yeah, they're finishing off, aren't they? The most, I imagine the most successful aircraft ever built. Probably. With yeah. three hundred and eighty, yeah, having I mean, a competition, yeah, yeah, it, it's unusual. Obviously, to most people, don't know about this type of air launch system where you, instead of instead of a rocket going from the ground, you take the rocket to a very high altitude and then release it there. Which, of course, I suppose helps it not have to carry its own fuel. If you think about how much fuel Saturn V had to carry just to get it to the height of a seven four seven. It's a lot, it or, is. or any rocket. Well, yeah, you got to think like the the hardest bit of of any space flight is always the first, you know, 
the first bit, basically, because that's the bit where you're fighting through the thickest part of the atmosphere. Thickest part of the atmosphere. You've got the highest weight. High, yeah, highest gravity uh, as well. I mean, well, the yeah, gravity well, doesn't change doesn't too much. Doesn't change too much, but it is. Yes, you're right. It is the highest gravity, but it's. But it's, it's also. But more importantly, it's the highest uh, res air resistance. So yeah. you want to get. You know, planes are extremely efficient because they don't carry with them the oxygen that they burn. Yeah. They take it from the atmosphere, the atmosphere through their engines, and so they're. You can get planes extremely high with very little fuel, but then the atmosphere starts to thin out, and, and then, so, and, then yeah. and then so there's so you can't just fly a plane into space if you're mm. wondering it. Whereas you can drop a rocket and off it goes. And of course, the one step up from that is the the famed Skylon. Yeah, where uh, you you kind of make one spacecraft that can. Switch its turn its engines into yeah, the rocket engine. Yeah, the engines basically slightly change mode from going from yeah. jet to rocket, which is very very hard to do. And mm. uh, but this is kind of like a halfway house. You carry a rocket up, but of course there's a there's a you can't launch too bigger uh, a payload on a on an airborne rocket. This is the first liquid fueled rocket though. So it's the oh. first it's the first liquid it's the first fully liquid fueled air launch orbital rocket and it's and it's cost a, a lot of money uh to uh, develop like 1.5 billion dollars to develop um we'll go on to that in a little bit because uh yeah it's it, it turns out that that's not good <laughs> uh but of course you, you know you, you it, it the system itself also is really cool because you can you don't need all those ground you don't need all the ground stuff like it's actually hard to have a mm. launch complex you know, and you've got to have it in the right place, and, and you need those like g giant, almost like um, flood, flood drains, but that, that that kind of angle the the smoke coming off of the, the back of the rocket in such a way that it doesn't just melt the entire <laughs> well, yeah, complex. and often you've got to have big water the plumes coming down to soak up the acoustic energy so it doesn't smash the satellite or the rocket to bits. Mm. So yeah, it's very, very difficult and to the, build the, a launch pad. Yeah, the major philosophy of, of this kind of launch system is that planes are really good in the bottom half of the atmosphere and rockets are really good in the top half and in, and in space. So you're basically, mm. you're, you're using the best type of system flight system at the best points in in the launch to space yeah and of course the, the, this you can use a existing airport like Newquay airport which is what they were flying out of in cornwall and which meant that you you know you can fly this thing from anywhere and you and you can go all around the world doing different types of launch normally sun synchronous in this case uh, because obviously britain's nowhere near the equator, so it's not particularly good for equatorial yeah. launch. For those who um, don't know, launching from the equator is way more efficient than anywhere because you're you're actually using the rotation of the Earth to kind of boost you in some ways. Yeah, if you think about how much less your the, the speed you're travelling at if you're in the Arctic uh, compared mm. to being on the equator. Because your orbital speed isn't measured by your your speed relative to the surface, but actually kind of an almost... Are like a to a to a point in the center. Yeah, it's like a kind of abstract point in the on <laughs> yeah. Earth. That's yeah. like, um, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, you have to get very very fast, and uh, and it helps to be on the equator. Hence, when I went to French Guiana uh, last year, that was uh, near the equator, and that's why the Europeans. It's 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 one of the most ideal um, um, spaceports on the planet and everyone's a little bit jealous of French Guiana because it's it's just absolutely perfect lots of reason but this is this is a system 
It ended in failure, George. Let's not beat around the bush. I watched it. I watched it on Monday night and I was quite excited. I was a little bit... I'm going to put my hands up and say I was a little bit disappointed that I wasn't there. And uh, I was also very disappointed by how terrible <laughs> the... Unfortunately, I'm going to say it, 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 it I, I really didn't like the coverage in fact, when I was watching, I was thinking, God, oh, the whole world is watching this. And it's not exactly fun being British at the moment. You feel as though we've become a little bit of an international joke. And then when I was looking at things like the control room, instead of looking like a space centre control room, it looked more like, uh, like the control centre for an ongoing police investigation of some missing teenagers. <laughs> I mean, it, it just looked so... George was just, like, really depressed. Yeah, we were a little depressed. There was, like, a sort of, you know pegboard for putting up some you, missing posters why is why are you like all the kind of analog stuff just like have a, a like everything be uh, digital it, display yeah you know? exactly so it was it was all a little bit disappointing the actual coverage uh and and it's and, and it ended in disaster which was a little bit of surprise because the, fir- the the it was only the first launch of launcher one that failed everything else has it's they've had a lot of successes or you know three or four successes in a row uh, and now they've had this failure so the pilot's safe though yeah no, so no uh, yes yeah, so no casualties so obviously the, the plane flew back and was absolutely fine this, this and any happened. any landing you can walk away from is a good landing so that that's true there's some brilliant footage of the payloads and the rocket actually burning up in the atmosphere over spain caught on one of those uh, ast- you know, meteorite cams. Nice. Uh, so you can go, go to that. I, I'm going to put it into the notes of the show. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all a bit of a disaster. And of course, there, there is a Virgin Orbit flight coming up, but I don't think it's going to happen because obviously they'll have to do some form of inquiry about what went wrong. It was the final stage. Something Something went wrong with that final stage and it just failed to get to orbit. So we don't know. We'll have to wait until uh, we um, find out. We'll probably talk about it on Blast Off on Bob Two, <laughs> <laughs> the briefing Blast Off Blast Off briefing Bob Two Bob Two. Uh, we'll talk about it then, uh, or maybe you have to wait till Bob Three. Who knows? But um, Eric Berger in Ars Technica, I mean, my mate Eric, well, legend. He uh, he reported a, a few days later that Virgin Orbit were already in massive financial trouble. Um, they they launched on the stock market, I believe, in 2020, and but still had to like get more funding. Richard Branson's been sticking in his own money as well to keep it going. So something like this is not great. And of course, if they're flying out of Britain, Britain might have thought to themselves, UK Space Agency might have said to themselves, "This is this is quite good for us. We've got a kind of way of getting our own military payloads, domestic payloads into space." Using someone who, you know, Dickie Pickles, got a bit of a British heritage, flying out of Cornwall, all those kind of things. This is quite nice. And so maybe Dickie Pickles might have been thinking that the British government, UK Space Agency, might have been dumping a bit of investment. What do you think? Yeah, you would have thought that that, that, that this kind of project would have government funding when it's like quite a lot of government funding. Well, I'm, I'm sure there is a lot of government backing behind something like this. You know, the, the, the UK Space Agency has been helping develop the, the Cornwall space infrastructure, for example, and, and other things. And uh, there must have been a few sweeteners along the line to, to, to sort of get this going. But 
remember they're not the only small satellite launch system. True. So you've got Orbex and Sky Skyrora that are both British based launch. Sorry, systems. satellites as well. Well, no, sorry, satellites are our launch provider. I'm True. talking about launch systems. Yeah, we've got a brilliant, you know, like, um, yeah, sorry, satellites where we are right now about half a mile away from. Uh, we we, uh, we now come from Guildford. You, do- you just dox yourself there. Yeah, yeah, I've doxed myself. <laughs> but we are, a, yes, we're a, we're a Guildford <laughs> podcast, a very near Surrey satellites. Um, and um, yes, but so Britain's got a very good heritage of building satellites, but we've got no launch system. We were a spacefaring nation, of course. We managed to launch... The Red Arrow. No, Black Arrow. Ba- Black Arrow, but, yeah. it's, but it's painted red. It's got, it looks like a lipstick. Um, but it, it, we managed to launch that and then go, nah, forget it. Yeah, it's no point. No Just point. Forget so, it. But that it. was from Australia. So so this would have been the first time we'd have done something from Britain. But it still wouldn't have actually been a British launch vehicle. It's still technically an American launch vehicle. Well, more than technically, it is an American yeah, launch vehicle. Yeah, Whereas Orbex and Skyrora are kind of on the way to being British launch vehicles. Mm. So um, that that would be so. But I think a, just getting a launch from Britain, ignoring what what com, what uh, country the the launch system came from, is would just be really good for you know like a really historical event for for Britain. Yeah, well, no, absolutely. And now the race is on, really, to be one of the first countries in Western Europe to do this, to do an orbital launch. See, the Germans could now nick it from us, or yeah. the Swedes could nick it France. from us. No, I don't think France is going to do it because Fr- France have already got their. France really launch out of French Guiana, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, so, so, yeah, hence <laughs> the name. No, but like, so rockets do actually launch out of France. It just so happens that that's in South America. Does, yeah, does, does, is that, that's kind of weird. Does, does French Guiana count as as West Europe because it's it, technically well, it's, it's, a part it, of France? It, it, is so. in, it, it is in France, and yes, it is a bo- like the other countries around it border Europe as a result, but. But no, it's in it's in South it's America. In Europe, we can't like, pretend it's, it's in a different. Actually... Yeah, yes, it's a European country, not in Europe. It's just really, really far south of Europe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, it's it's <laughs> or um, north. Yeah, so uh, it, there's a bit of a race on. There's a bit of a race on, but not that it matters much because it's still going to be which is the most which launch system is going to be the most economic, you know. Rishi Sunak and, and uh, Grant Chaps were talking about how we were going to have several spaceports, like seven or eleven, we or just something like that. Focus on one first. Yeah, like, well, we exactly. can just need to prove that we can do at least one. Yeah, and then, exactly. and then you can think about seven. But I actually think being able to do vertical and horizontal launch out of Britain would be a little bit of kudos for us. Mm, diagonal, uh, maybe throw now, that in there. You know, since Brexit, we kind of need a little bit of domestic um, ability to launch things. And like something like Virgin Orbit and things like that, uh, to launch small satellites up uh, and have that, particularly in a military sense, is really important so that you can get satellites up in the event of some form of crisis or some form of military action. Mm. It would be very good if we had our, our own domestic um, capability. Anyone who, you know, if you watch the... Um, the uh, Vega C launch, which I was which I was commentating on, that um, we talked a lot about the importance of having your own rockets, and and actually we should mention that this is on the backdrop of the second Vega C failing, and which which I, I'm, I'm going to reach out to all my friends who I met at uh, French Guiana and, and just go oh, I'm absolutely gutted for them because that must be an absolute 
kicker for them because they were I cannot tell you how excited they were by the yeah. success of the first one that that um failure of the second one must have just been a, a, a real 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 blow like a proper smack in the teeth low blow uh, and it's and it kind of has plunged Europe into a little bit of a crisis in terms of our ability to launch satellites you know it's it, we it, we kind of have to get that system back on track which well, i, I guess hope, which hopefully we will fail to plan to fail is planning to fail to fail <laughs> so uh, yeah so i i don't think we're going to see the launch of one rocket anytime soon for a bit until they sort that out the uk space agency is going to investigate what went wrong with it um we'd hope so yeah, someone made a joke that Virgin Orbit must have brought in the management from Virgin Trains to make sure that the rocket didn't reach its destination. <laughs> Hashtag relate to that. <laughs> no use the service, so <laughs> yeah. I, I can't comment. Well, yeah, no, but um, the trains have been particularly dreadful recently. With well, yeah, I mean, literally every train. Thing I just, is... I just don't want to. I don't even want to. Don't talk. talk to me about the southwestern line. <laughs> So yes, um, so yeah, that that's that's launcher one. It's it was a blow for Richard Branson, a blow for um, airborne rocketry, plane lofted rocketry. It was a blow for UK space. It was a blow for quite a lot of things, really, mm. um, and potential space planes in the future. And it was definitely a low point when it came to commentary. I'm very very sorry if you, if, if if you were part of that, and I'm sure it's very very hard work, but. It, it it needs to be better, guys. I'm here. Hey, I was. I'm here. I'm a guy for hire. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, no conflict of interest. You know, I, I do the ESA ones. I do the do the. Yeah, you're like a you're like a just just a Brit impartial just a man with a man's courage. Right, that, that's it. That's it. You know. Um, <laughs> uh, right, um, right. Yeah. So let's talk about this other launch. This. Um, this Korean launch that's coming up, I actually think this is quite interesting. Do so it. Korea have got the Nuri, which is also known as the KSLV. I wonder what that stands for. I think it probably stands for Korean, Korean Space, Space Launch, launch vehicle. vehicle Number Two. <laughs> so that's a three-stage launch vehicle developed by South Korea's Korea Aerospace Research Institute, or CARI for short. Nice. Um, how would you say that in Korean? Korea Aerospace Research Institute. Uh, I think it's Hangul. I don't know. I don't know the other words. You don't words. know Aerospace <laughs> Research or Institute. No, I don't know any you of those. Need to, you need to improve your... Uh, <laughs> you need to pr improve your... Um, vocabulary. Vocabulary. Which is what you need to do in English, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Do you know what their first one was called? Was it called Naro... Il. Yeah, it was called Narrow Il, or Narrow One. It might be Hana. I, they, they have two number systems. I don't know the, the one could, probably is Il, I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, what they wanted to do with this one is have all the stages indigenously developed by Korea itself. So Korea makes all of it. So this is actually a real achievement. If you think Korea is doing this and it takes the whole of Europe to do an equivalent... Uh, guess who their role model is? Uh, is it perchance America? Well, no, but in particular, 
Well, it, what's launch vehicle? What uh, launch vehicle manufacturer have they gone? Do you know what? We really want to copy these with these these clowns. I'm going to guess SpaceX. SpaceX, yeah, it, it, it really is. So, yeah, Does it land itself then? No, it doesn't. Well, then that's not, I, that's I, like the main feature. <laughs> you would think so, wouldn't that's you? That's like saying, oh, I'm going to... I think there's probably a plan down the line for it to land itself. But first of all, you've got to build a rocket that actually works. Remember, Falcon 9 flew a lot before it start, before they attempted trying to land it. True. So, you but know... That's like, yeah, that's like his main feature. So they've got to get that first. Yeah. Before saying that, you know... But the, but the great thing was they built this rocket and it turned out that it was much better than they thought it was going to be. So they, they, were, they thought that they could get one and a half tonnes up into orbit and that, then they can almost get two tonnes up Damn. into orbit, 1,900 kilograms. That's so, weird. How does that happen? Like how did that... Well, I guess you kind of... It's, I guess it's quite hard, really, to work out exactly how much thrust you're going to get from yeah. uh, your engines and, it, and the what opposite, performance you're going to get. The opposite happened with the... Electron in New Zealand, right? Where they thought it could reach orbit, but because of inefficiencies, they didn't calculate. Oh, right. It, was, I, uh... it didn't make it. So I guess it's, hmm. it's like that. But but if it's it's yeah, it's, it's interesting that that they overcalculated how inefficient it would be. You know. Well, and the K- Koreans have developed this whole rocket system for the same price that um, that Richard Branson, Dickie Pickles. Um, has developed the, the launcher one, so it's a bit of a bargain. This this rocket, mm-hmm. that, I mean, that is that's that's pretty good. Um, they've got these um, rocket engines that they've built themselves. Again, they they haven't sort of gone to Ukraine or or the Russians or or you know Amazon to buy, <laughs> to buy these things. They've actually built them themselves. Damn. So that's the KRE 75 and the K. Re so 007. developed rock, rock, these rocket engines as well for a lower price. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, they wanted to do the whole thing so that they're completely self-sufficient. That you know, so so they've caught. Essentially, they're sort of catching up with their big, I guess, regional ride rivals, which would be the Japanese, I suppose. What do you think? Are they right? Are the Koreans rivals with Jap- Japan? Well, it's, a, it's pretty pretty harsh rivalry. I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, get after the uh, Japanese. What like imperialism in in Korea? You know, there's some, been some bitter bitterness and stuff. Yeah, but they're probably over that by now. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. we're we're, oh, yeah. we're chill with Germany, right? Yeah, exactly. Or France, or yeah, or America. Well, yeah, it'd be more like America's. I mean, America's uh, chill with us. Yeah, are they? Like, for, I don't I think hope they so. are. Yeah, well, they, they just so. keep making fun yeah, of yeah, us yeah, for yeah, our yeah. accent and things. <laughs> so yeah, they, the the all, the engines use jet A fuel, which is just you know high quality aviation fuel, the same as um, a Boeing seven four seven probably is that, uses is that a, a very similar some form fuel. of kerosene or something. Yeah, so it's a you know it's a high, it's a it's a very very know, toxic as well. Is it? I think Should, so. No, not. I reckon if you drank a yeah, if you drank cup a cup of, of it, kerosene, you'd probably not be very probably well. Probably die. Yeah. Um, it's nowhere near as bad as <laughs> hydrazine. Yeah, I it? think hyd- You know, they stopped using hydrazine in the army because it was so dangerous that they'd have to completely abandon an entire aircraft oh, yeah, no, carrier if like, a single yeah. leak happened. Yeah, yeah. If you get a leak, I mean, get it on your skin, you are getting cancer. It's it's an absolute nightmare. Mm, so it's, it's and and it's because it's so oxidizing. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's the. That's the. But that's the thing you want in a rocket. Yeah, it's what it's what you want in a rocket. It's not what you want all over your skin. 
Mm. Yeah. So uh, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> so uh, yeah, they're, they're going to try and keep improving it. But I'm definitely going to I'm definitely going to go and I'm, I'm definitely going to sort of stay up and watch this one. I think it's really really interesting that that you get more that we're getting more and more countries coming online that are that are able to do orbital launches and and getting getting the game. I mean, I wonder just how if 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 SpaceX gets such a lead on this, you know. Maybe this Nuri will fly three or four times a year, whereas SpaceX are doing that sometimes every week. Yeah, you know. So, but I think a million people on Mars. What was the deadline? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's forget Elon Musk's ludicrous. I mean, but basically, virtually everything that comes out of Elon Musk's mouth from the last two years has been ludicrous. Multiply deadlines by four, and then (laughs) numbers by by four, like half, like a a quarter, and then that's the actual value that they are. Yes. So uh, I mean, it it it, it's crazy that the whole thing is is crazy. uh, The uh, Mars thing. Let's forget about Mars. The moon thing, I think, is yeah. Pretty, well, you need to get to the moon. Crazy. Like, just get another person on the moon because we we've forgotten how to make the Saturn V. It's been that long. I know, but the moon relies on Starship. Yeah. Which, which, let's face it, hasn't flown yet, and it's unbelievably difficult to get that thing going. I I honestly don't see anyone landing on the moon before. Yeah, and also lots of design details are kind of hand-waved as well, you know, like the whole artificial... I mean, obviously, for the moon, you don't need artificial gravity, but, like, to get to Mars, for instance, it's kind of just, like, hypothesized, like, oh, yeah, we'll just stick two together and rotate it. I will say the one one thing that seems to be making a bit of progress is nuclear propulsion to go to Mars, and actually that will make a big difference. That makes makes a huge difference. Um, So, yeah... There's also another type of engine which is being developed, which uses um, rapidly uh, rotating it, it combustions. Have you seen these these new engines? No, no. I, th- I think they're called a radial combustion engines or something like that. Yeah. But that's that's a, another advancement in aerospace. Well, let's talk about let, let's uh, we'll talk about we'll that push it to Bob, Bob too. Bob too. Let's push that back to Bob too. So yes, that's that. Of course, this um, Nuri spacecraft will be flying out of the narrow space center in South Korea spaceport located in Gulhung County and operated <laughs> by CARI, the Korean Aerospace Research Institute. Uh, it's got two launch pads. So there you go. That, that that's that's my little rundown. Uh, we're going to keep these short. We're going to keep Bob's short. What do you think? Let's keep them short. Let's keep them. Let's keep them brief. I'd say yeah, yeah. Let's keep them brief. So, uh, thanks anyway um, uh, for staying with us. We were a bit behind in 2022, but uh, we're going to be back on track 2023. We can expect to see the return of none other than Jamie Franklin. What I know. So, the return of the king. The return of the king. So uh, we're going to do some space exploration specials, and hopefully they'll be coming out each month. But uh, we're gonna, it's, it's going to be a series of 12, so hopefully that will fill in one a month, mine and Jamie's space exploration specials. We'll have Bob's with George. <laughs> we may see the return of some of the other faithful co-hosts like Julio, et cetera, et cetera. I've just got to get, I've, you know, I've just got to find time when they can do it. Everyone's so busy these days. Uh, so we'll have the usual experts and enthusiasts from all around the world. 
you know, if I'm doing a if I'm doing an architecture one, we'll get Rob back. He always uh, Rob for Bob. <laughs> uh, and uh, yes, we may even have some Patreon specials. So uh, let's get this back on track, and uh, we're ready to explore the universe again. Yeah, which is pretty good, isn't it? Um, so yes, if you want to be part of the story. Uh, you can join our Patreon community at patreon.com forward slash interplanetary. And uh, by becoming a patron, you'll be supporting our mission to bring you the best space-related content. Come and join us and 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 chat on the Discord. That's the best bit about it. Yes, Will we get any and... patrons on the podcast? Uh, yes, well, we often get the patrons actually co-hosting the p- podcast. So if, yeah. if you've got some like good stuff and, and you've got some... Uh, if you've got a friend who's a really interesting person to get on the podcast, get them on and, and uh, interview them with me. Mm. Uh, or so, Joe Rogan yes. or... Joe Rogan. Yes, if, if, Joe you're friends with Joe Rogan. if you're friends with Joe Rogan, don't really want him on the podcast. He's not really got... Yeah, it's but, not you know, sort of thing If you're want, friends yeah. with Scott Manley or, or mm. whatever, then, then <laughs> yeah, get him on. Um, uh, before we go, I suppose uh, you can go back and listen to our interview with Tim Peake as well, who uh, retired this week from from astronaut duty and he's going to just become an ESA ambassador which is a little bit disappointing and how old is he uh he's a little bit older than me or about the same age as me about in you know early 50s so but uh, he did look a bit knackered from going to the international space station i have to say well, it does mess you up a lot it does mess you it up it gives a you lot. like arthritis and stuff well i think it probably messed him up more than most uh, and i wonder I, I wonder if it's that uh, but he's done a really, really good job. You know, he's he's when you when you do talk to people at ESA, Tim Peake comes very. You know, he's highly admired astronaut. It's a little bit of a pity, really, that he's retired because it means he's not going to be one of these people that goes to something like the Lunar Gateway or something like that. So it's a little bit sad. Yeah, it's quite to sad. See, yeah. to, to see the end. But of, I'm sure there'll be me- the plenty of other. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully we'll see some. Yeah, we'll see some astronaut replacements. So um, I'm going to thank uh, the other patrons um, uh, with gratitude. We'll sing and rhyme to our patrons who donate in time. That's Paul Hilton, Bob Hodges, Bob Moore, Resist Gravity, Ronald Hatcher, and so much more. Malta Keisling, Aaron Vala, Marissa Davis, Mark Schoen, Nicholas Gillenstall, and Ben Guthrie, Neil Hansen, Gene Washtanik, Tupper Hyde, Tyrrell McAnster. Mark Huber, Seth Hyberline, Jim King, oh, Jim King, Mark Kelly, Adam French, and Steve Croucher. You are the stars that light up our launch, guiding us on our interplanetary saunter. Nice. Nice use of the word uh, saunter so, there. Yeah, so uh, like a rocket soaring through the night, your support propels us to new heights in the vast expanse of space. Your generosity is our saving grace. What do you think? Did you write that poem? No, Chat Chat GPT did. Nice. <laughs> what do you think? Oh yeah, did we say that the opening The opening quote was Chat GPT, where we did the Oh yeah baby Chat GPT. It's quite uh, so we've been having fun with that. Obviously on the Discord we've been having fun with Chat GPT and, yeah, I'm and, actually and a, Midjourney and things like that. I'm a, a, I'm a 3D artist uh, by trade so I'm basically screwed. Yeah. <laughs> We're all screwed. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's going to I'd be interesting what's his applications in space. It's going to be there, probably there a, I think engineers are quite safe aren't like they? Like imagine and, sending just like a, a robot that that is just entirely operated by AI, you know, like it may it may completely put Put the work out of you know science, scientists going to space, for instance. 
No, I, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, that's a long way off. I think the space sector's pretty safe for the time being. Not many sectors Maybe not are. actually design. Like, think about, like, AI's designing rockets and, ro and engines and things like that. Anyway, we that's... said we're going to keep this short, George. We can't just start rambling on about AI now. That is so, a good so point. We, we'll leave it to Bob 2. Well, let's leave it for Bob 2. We can carry on discussing this. In the meantime, should we just say bye-bye to the We listener? should just say goodbye. Uh, thanks very much for staying with us, peeps. Uh, bye! bye. 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 bye.